thank you so much for joining us. If we've never met before, my name is Ryan and I am one of the pastors of the church here. Just my real privilege to be able to bring to you the first message of 2021. Uh, uh, I don't know about you, but who else was glad to see the back of 2020? Are you super happy to now be writing 21 at the end of the date? Maybe 2020 was one of the worst of your life. Maybe it was full of dark moments of loneliness, isolation. Uh, Or maybe actually 2020 was something quite different. Maybe 2020 was the year you got married. Or 2020 was the year that you discovered faith. Or or maybe 2020 was the year that uh, God revealed his purpose for you. Maybe amongst all of the naff bits of the year, you found true beauty in 2020. Uh, Well, hopefully as we start this first church service of 2021, you will feel encouraged that we have the opportunity to start this year in the best possible way. By devoting it to God, by declaring that God would move in and amongst us this year. And so I would love to be able to share a prayer with you from one of the prophets in the Bible. If you don't know what a prophet is, in the simplest form, a prophet is someone who had this uncanny ability, this special ability to hear from God. Now, what I believe and what I believe is true and biblical is that we all have the opportunity to hear God's voice. But a prophet is someone who particularly finds it easy or or they have that ability to tune in and really finally listen to what God is saying, both to them as a person, but also sometimes for other people and the wider community. We have the book of Habakkuk, uh, which is only just a short, uh, short, small book, uh, just three chapters in fact. And Habakkuk is called one of the minor prophets. He brought a message in season for the Israelite people that we can still learn from today. And Habakkuk is, is, is having a conversation with God. And he has this conversation with God because he's seeing some of God's people suffer. He's seeing God's people suffer and he just can't wrap his head around it. He starts by almost saying, like, why is this happening to us? And I imagine over this past year, there's been many Christians across the world and many non-Christians too. I kind of say in that, why? Why is this happening to us? I imagine that's been prayed many times over this year by God's faithful. Uh, And I'd love for us to, in a moment, uh, concentrate towards the end of those three chapters. Uh, But there's something that I'd love for us to touch on briefly in the first chapter of Habakkuk. Habakkuk essentially is saying in verse 5, he's saying, God, would you reveal to me? Would you tell me why this is happening? And God responds in a really interesting, uh, almost a strange way. He says, God says, I'm going to do something that even you wouldn't believe, even if I told you. And so cast your minds back 12 months. If I were to have told you 2020 would have looked and come about like it would, you would have laughed in my face. 
It's just over, uh, just under a month now until uh, we've been here for a year. Uh, and we had five church Sundays before lockdown happened. And if you would have told me when we arrived in February uh, that the, the 2020 would have looked like it would, we would, uh, we would, uh, would never have believed you. Uh, I almost would have laughed uh, at the prospect of 2020 looking like it did. Um, but even in amongst all of that sort of horrible situation, and, and we've, we've heard some horrible stories of what's happened this year, there has been some good. God has still used parts of this year for his glory. I've been in contact recently with a, a Christian charity called Christian Vision. Uh, and they sent me some data of, of, of people's responses to some of their evan, uh, evangelistic outreach material that they've sent through digitally. So their stuff is targeted specifically to non-Christians. And in our area, our town of Northampton alone, uh, 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 there has been over 200 people actively searching for the, uh, the answers to the questions that Christian Vision are putting out there. So that's 200 non-Christians who are, who are actively seeking answers of, of, of what is faith about, why is this happening, how can we believe in God, all those sorts of questions. And that's just one charity, one uh, group of people working in one town. And so if there's 200 people who have responded to their advertisements and their posts on social media, how many more people, how many more non-Christians do you think that there is a, a God working in, in our whole country or even our whole world? Those 200 people are just one charity in one small town. Imagine what is happening through all of the churches, all of the Christian organizations in our country. My friends, even in 2020, God was still moving. Even in what sometimes felt like a bit of a car wreck, even in the car wreck that 2020 seemed to be, God still moved. And so Habakkuk and, and God in, uh, in the book of Habakkuk have this back and forth conversation where Habakkuk addresses God and he asks him a question and God would respond. And they have this back and forth for a few chapters. God actually tells uh, Habakkuk his plans and Habakkuk responds uh, in those moments with, with great steps of faith. Habakkuk responds to uh, uh, God's plans in, even in the midst of all of that rubbish that was happening. He responds to that trouble around him with a response of faith. And it's in this response that we'll read in a second that we can look and see what is happening around our world. And we need to try and emulate this kind of response when we see the trouble of life at our front door. In the face of these really tough times, Habakkuk says these words in Habakkuk 3. It says, I have heard all about you, Lord. I am filled with awe by your amazing works. In this time of deep need, help us again like you did in years gone by. And in your anger, remember your mercy. 
See, Habakkuk has a great viewpoint in and through this prayer. He has a view, uh, the uh, uh, one view of what has happened before, and he's looking backwards, but with in reverence with what God has done. He's looking back in awe of what God has done already in the lives of those who have come before him. But whilst he's looking backwards and seeing all that God had done in the past, he's also looking forwards. He's looking forwards in in faith. When he looks backwards in reverence, he leans forwards into faith. Leaning forwards, knowing the very character of God. Leaning forwards, knowing the nature of God. Leaning forwards, knowing the power of God. And so then how as Christians or or even non-Christians, how do we develop, how do we cultivate something like this kind of attitude in our own lives? How can we, even in the face of really troubling times, how can we stand firm, stand tall in God? Well, we say, I know what you've done in the past. And I know that you can do it again. That is the kind of thing that we need to develop in our own lives. And so, my friends, really simply, the key to knowing what God has done before, to know of his amazing works is found right, my friends, in the Bible. It's literally as simple as that. If you want to know what God has done for generations before us, you pick up the story of what he has done. You pick up the story and you will read all of what God has done through generations and generations of people. You want to read the books like the book of Acts in the Bible, which tells of the remarkable story of when uh, just ordinary people were filled with the power of God and that they gave their lives for him and they gave their all and they, they struggled, but, uh, but they spoke to people about who Jesus was and people came to know him. You can read books in the Old Testament, which is the first part of the Bible. You can read books like Exodus. And that will tell you all about how God saved his people from slavery in Egypt and took them towards the promised land. The place that they were promised that they would dwell, that they would live as a community and be fruitful. You read those two books Out of the 66 books, if you just read those two, you will see the power of what God has done. And you will come to know in your heart that God can still and will still do it. But we have to know that doing that, there is a word of caution that we need to know as well. Because it's important to know that uh, knowing the miracles, the signs and the wonders of God, or even seeing with our own eyes the miracles and the signs and the wonders of God, will not sustain us. It will not sustain us and our faith alone. Let me expand on that thought for a second. Because we have the book of Exodus and we see that God uh, led his people extraordinarily out of slavery towards this promised land. 
And they saw loads of miracles on the way, countless miracles, daily miracles, signs of God's power when they woke up in the morning and signs of God's power when they went to sleep at night. They were surrounded by miracles. They were surrounded by God and his power in all of its fullness. They saw the ten plagues of Egypt. They saw God move mightily to disperse them from that place. They saw the parting of the Red Sea and that God gave them a way out even when the Egyptian army was behind them. They saw that there was undrinkable bitter water made sweet. Sweet enough not just to drink but sweet to enjoy. They saw that there was water that came out of a rock when it was smashed with the staff. They saw that they were being sustained day in and day out by manna and quail that came from heaven. And this, my friends, is just to name a few. And so you would surely think that these people who would have seen the miracles of God on a daily basis, surely they would have had the strongest faith of all. Surely they would have been fearless in the sight of the enemies because of what God has done. Surely they would have known that they would be provided for till the end of their days because they've been provided for at that very moment. Surely these people were the most rock solid, faithful of God's children. Surely that would be the case. Well, I'm afraid to say, actually, it's not. Because even though God did miraculous things in their life, even though they were uh, seeing God's power day in, day out, uh, they still wandered away from God. In Exodus 32, uh, it says these words, When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Now, Aaron was Moses' brother, very high up in well standing with the people, one of uh, the priests. And they said to Aaron the priest, they said, Come, make us gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. Moses, at this moment, had gone up to the top of the mountain to hear from God for some peace and stillness, to hear the very voice of God, to hear it both for himself, but also for the whole Israelite community. Yet by the time he returned, God had already been replaced in their lives by a golden calf. God, this God who had done so much for them, the God who showed up, For them in every moment of our lives, as soon as they could, they wandered away from him and his power and his miracles and worshipped an idol. They worshipped a golden figure of a calf. How quickly can they forget all that God had done for them? The reason why is because miracles, signs and wonders will never be able to sustain a person's faith. How often have we seen God do something amazing in someone's life, yet later on they've walked away from their faith? People who try and reason away uh, what God had done or pretend like it never happened. Signs and wonders will not sustain But what will sustain us is a deep and intimate personal relationship with God. A personal relationship with Jesus, our Saviour. And that, my friends, is where Habakkuk gets it right. 
Because he's able to look back on the signs and the wonders and all that God has done before. And he's able to do that because of his personal relationship with God. He's able to do it because he has a personal relationship in the right here and now. He has an active faith and not a passive one. And so, my friends, if you want to be able to respond this year in 2021 with everything that is going to throw us, the good and the bad, we, are, we have to be able to fall into the arms of God, to search for him. To seek after him in every single way that we can. We need to develop and work on our prayer lives. Not just asking for stuff that we want, but just talking to God as if he were right next to us and we're talking to our friends or our spouses. They're the kind of conversations we need to have with God. Real, honest and vulnerable conversations. You need to also make sure that you are reading your Bible, giving yourself time, not just to read the Bible, but to let it soak in you, to let it actually do a work in you, to transform you. You don't have to read for a, 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 an hour straight. You don't have to read 15 chapters of the Bible a day to have a deep and intimate uh, 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 a life uh, with God's word. But you have to be able to read the text, read the scriptures, read the Bible and let it infiltrate your heart. It's better to read two verses of the Bible a day and to let it do something in you than read 22 chapters in a day and let it do nothing. We need to be able to worship him, to get on our knees and, and sing songs that reflect the stage and the season of life we're at. Whether they be praise songs, whether they be songs of, of reverence, whether they be songs where our hearts are just crying. We need to be able to worship him in spirit and in truth. God, friends, we need to be able to look back on the things, on the marvellous things that God has done without our faith being dependent on those things. Our faith isn't and shouldn't be dependent on whether we see a miracle, but our faith should be dependent on the relationship that we have with the living God. Knowing what God has done should lead us to start praying some really bold prayers. If you know that God, if you know and you read that God is a healer, shouldn't that make you pray more expectantly when you need that touch of healing? If you have seen God provide for someone else in a miraculous way, and if you read the Bible and you see the ways in which he has always provided for his people, if you read those verses, shouldn't that make us more expectant that, guess what, he's done it before and he's going to do it again. You see, we should pray with passion and fervency that we know that God has moved before and that he still wants to move today. Let this be what happens in 2021 for us here at Elim Church, Northampton, that we don't 
pray uh, 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 just lame prayers, but we pray with boldness and passion that we know the character and the nature of God. And when we know the character and nature of God, it pushes us to see things more clearly. To know that God is a God of action who wants to speak and move into our lives. So whatever you have been praying for in 2020, know that you have a God who wants to do something in your life that is special. He wants to teach you things that you never thought you have been told. But my friends, let us pray. And we say, God, I have seen and I know you have done it before. So God, do it again. Do it again. Do it again in my time. Do it again in this church. Do it again in my friends' lives. If we want to see revival in the church, if we want to see revival in Northampton, we say, God, we know when you moved mightily in the past. Do it again. So wherever you are right now, whether you're sitting at home with your family, whether you're uh, in your room with your headphones in listening to this, I want you to start repeating that with me. Do it again. Say, do it again, Lord. Do it again. Join with me, church, wherever you are. Do it again, Lord. Do it again in 2021. We know who you are. We know your character. We know what you've done in the past. We love you, Lord. Would you do it again? Would you move? Would you show your might, show your power? We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.